What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. It's that time of year again. One of our two matchups with the 49ers this weekend. The 49ers visiting SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams. And we have our game preview coming at you here in a minute. Always a stressful weekend, but a fun weekend. Maybe the Rams can pull off the upset. We'll have to see. Go through some news here before we get to that. It occurred to me that Bobby Wagner has not had a good experience in these Seattle-Los Angeles games. And sure enough, I went and looked. He has not been on the winning side since December of 2020. So almost three years. He keeps on picking the wrong side. Kind of humorous, as long as you're not Bobby Wagner, I suppose. My special assistant came up with a theory on why the Rams signed a punter to the practice squad. Maybe the Rams are practicing some specific special teams schemes against the opponent's punter. Maybe they don't want Ethan Evans back there for that experience. I'm going to leave it at that. And it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. Something's up with the Rams kicking room. I'll tell you that. And maybe one of our insiders will tell us. They'll probably tell us after the game, after we see it for ourselves. A cool data point on this game from Matthew Brown on Yard Barker. This will be the first time in NFL history a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback has faced off against a number one pick quarterback. That's Brock Purdy versus Matthew Stafford. That's pretty interesting. Let's put our money on the number one pick, shall we? And SB Nation had some interesting data on the Rams' defense in their win over Seattle. Over the last two years, they've mostly been a 3-4 defense. Since McVay arrived, let's see, they ran the 3-3-5 28% of the time in 2021 and 32% in 2022. That's basically their nickel defense, right? Five defensive backs. On Sunday, it amped up a little bit to 36%. But over those same two years, they ran the 3-4, 17, and 15% of the time. On Sunday, that 3-4 pretty much vanished. Zero percent. They did not run it at all. Instead, it was a 4-3 look 20% of the time. That was their second most frequent alignment. And this is what Morris did in Atlanta, according to SB Nation. And it kind of makes sense. They lose the big bodies Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson, they're a little undersized along that defensive line, young and inexperienced. And we talked about this a couple months ago. We might see a different defensive line tactic along that front. And sure enough, that's what we're seeing. 
and that's probably making it a little bit more difficult for teams to game plan against this defense. They just don't know what they're going to get. Well, maybe they're starting to figure it out, but Seattle was probably a little bit confused by what the Rams were running out there. Just a new defense. Raheem Morris has adapted. Hey, let's check in on ex-Rams real quick. Players that were with the Rams last year and moved on. Nick Scott with the Bengals played 97% of their defensive snaps, had four tackles and seven assists, so he was busy in their loss to the Browns. Greg Gaines and Baker Mayfield, both with the Bucks. Gaines had 26 snaps, less than half their snaps, did not show up on the stat sheet. Not sure what to make of that, too early to say. Baker Mayfield had a decent day, 173 yards and two TDs. Ashawn Robinson with the Giants played 20 snaps, had a tackle and two assists. Leonard Floyd was really busy in that game. The Bills and the Jets had one and a half sacks, and of course he was involved in that play that resulted in the injury to Aaron Rodgers, no fault of Floyd's. It was a clean play. And Allen Robinson Five catches for 64 yards, led the Steelers in receiving yards against the 49ers. So good for him, making more of a mark than he did with the Rams last year already, I think. Hey, enough of that. Let's get on to this game that has suddenly become a key early NFC West matchup. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Welcome back, Ram fans. Time to preview our week two showdown with the 49ers. The 49ers visiting SoFi. This is the site of that wonderful game where the Rams beat the 49ers in that 2021 NFC Championship game on their way to the Super Bowl. Yes, I bring that up yet again. And Uh, that's my prerogative, one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, I'll mention that. We'll mention some other games here in a second. But 49er fans, welcome back to SoFi, where you get to spend your hard-earned dollars on Stan Kroenke's popcorn and hot dogs. Welcome and have a good time. Hopefully it ends better for you this time. 49ers actually have had their way with the Rams in the regular season, but this has been a series of streaks The Rams have had nine and 10 game winning streaks over the 49ers and 49ers have returned the favor a couple of times. Over the years, 49ers still hold an edge, 77 wins, 68 losses and three ties. So uh, these two teams do not like each other. Great rivalry and uh, it's going to be fun at SoFi. Last time they played, the 49ers beat beat the a depleted Rams team, 31-14. to 14. Jimmy G had a big game. Christian McCaffrey uh, scored the hat trick, throwing a touchdown pass, running for a score, and also had a receiving touchdown. Any games that should be mentioned, well, I already mentioned it, so I, I won't go there again. That championship game where the Rams squeezed out the win on their way to a Super Bowl win over the Bengals. The odds right now, 49ers by 7.5 is what I'm seeing, over under 45.5. Both those numbers have gone up a little bit from the original numbers. Not many people picking the Rams straight up. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen anyone picking the Rams, which is fine, understandable. 
Uh, 49ers are a great football team right now. I think they'd be favored over just about anybody. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. What did the 49ers do last year? Well, they finished 13-4, and won the NFC West, beat the Seahawks in the wildcard game, beat the Cowboys in the divisional round, and then lost to the Eagles. That was the game. Brock Purdy suffered that devastating arm injury. And then Josh Johnson, their backup quarterback, had the concussion, and they were left without a quarterback, and it was game over. Eagles kind of rolled to a win there. By the way, I should mention before I forget, this is Brock Purdy's first appearance against the Rams. He did not play against the Rams in either game last year. Last year, the 49ers had a year for the ages. They were fifth on offense by yards per game, a little bit better rushing the ball than passing, but their defense was lights out. The number one defense in the league and the second best defense defending the run, only the Titans were better. Really difficult to run against this team. And we'll talk about how the Rams may approach that in this game, probably a little differently than in years past. Last year's stats, Jimmy G threw for over 2,400 yards. Brock Purdy added 1,400 after he took over. McCaffrey played in 11 games for the 49ers. He got added in that trade uh, and Rand rushed for 746 yards, had six TDs and another four receiving TDs. The big three in the passing game, Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Ayuk over 1,100 yards, Samuel over 600 despite missing four games. Kittle 765 yards and 11 TDs, and he's had big catches against the Rams. Seems like every time these two teams play, Kittle does some damage. And on defense, in my opinion, the meat of their defense is the two linebackers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And off the edge, Nick Bosa led the league in sacks, 18 and a half, someone that has to be accounted for on every play. And he just signed that big contract, and he played very well against the Steelers last week. Coach Kyle Shanahan entering his seventh year with the win last week. His career record, 59 wins, 49 losses. Has a history of losing big games, losing games that he finds his team ahead, and they just kind of blow chunks, and it's happened to him a couple times, devastating losses. Couple guys on their coaching staff worth mentioning. Steve Wilkes, the old Cardinal coach, is their new DC. Every 49er defensive coordinator goes on to a head coaching job because this defense is so good. I don't know how much of it's due to coaching or just the players they have here, but very possible Wilkes would be the next guy up for a head coaching job. And Anthony Lynn, the old Chargers coach, is their running back coach. Pretty slim pickings in this year's draft. They only had uh, pretty slim pickings in this year's draft in the third round. Their earliest pick was in the third round, and they picked Jair Brown, the safety out of Penn State. And then their next pick, also in the third round, the kicker Jake Moody out of Michigan. You know, Jake Moody, I get drafting him, but in the third round, it's kind of kind of odd. But 
maybe this is, uh, you know, when you have a roster built like the 49ers, that's um, something you can get away with perhaps, but still I think they could have got him a little bit later. And they also drafted the tight end out of Alabama, Cameron Latu. Free agent signings, a big one. Defensive tackle Javon Hargrave to even beef up that defensive front more. Uh, they have an impressive group up there. They also uh, they also signed quarterback Sam Darnold to back up Brock Purdy. Probably a smart move given the arm issues Purdy is coming back from. They lost a few guys too. Jimmy Ward, the safety, left for the Texans. Jimmy G to the Raiders, of course. And X-Ram Sampson, Ebucom to the Colts. Mike McGlinchey, their starting guard from last year, is with the Broncos now. And longtime kicker Robbie Good has been a thorn in the Rams' side over the years. He is still a free agent. And, of course, they traded Trey Lance to the Cowboys. That is a draft pick they will rue forever, I suspect. You know, if you want to talk 49er key players, I think I've mentioned them all already. Brock Purdy, the quarterback, just very good in this offense. He knows who's going to be open. This is a very quarterback-friendly offense, and Purdy executes it to perfection. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, two very good receivers, kind of different styles. But Ayuk has elevated his game. He could, you could argue, he's a top five receiver right now, uh, top ten for sure. He looks like the real deal, a complete receiver. McCaffrey, one of the best all-around running backs in the NFL, just needs to stay healthy. That's been his issue. Trent Williams, probably nearing the end of his career, but still perhaps the best left tackle in the game. And then uh, Kittle, the tight end, you you all know about him. And on defense, Warner and Greenlaw, as I mentioned, Nick Bosa holding up the edge, Hardgrave, the free agent, and Drake Jackson, the second-year player out of USC, starting to make his mark off the edge. I think he did. He have three sacks last week. So this this defensive line, it just keeps getting better considering how good they were last year. And then you had Hargrave and now Drake Jackson emerging. Uh, that's a tough, tough group to deal with. But the Rams' offensive line could be up to it. We'll talk about that later. So this year so far, obviously, they hammered the Pittsburgh Steelers. A game I picked the Steelers, I probably picked more with my heart than my head there. But I really thought the Steelers would be ready to go and show much better than this. They're such a well-coached team, and they got pretty good personnel. But the 49ers just rolled over them. I think they were in cruise control in the second half. Uh, This game wasn't wasn't close from the get-go. 30-7, to the 49ers. And they were really impressive on both sides of the ball. And Jake Moody, no issues in the kicking game. So uh, no holes in this 49er team right now. We'll be back in a second with my fearsome four keys to this game, what the Rams need to do to win this game, and we'll kind of sum it up and give you my prediction. Back in a second. Okay, let's wrap this preview up. Rams and 49ers at SoFi Stadium Sunday. What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, the first one is courtesy of my regular guest, Paul Wallia. I reached out to him and I said, Paul, what are you thinking? What are you thinking on this matter? And he said that we need to stop the 49er run game on first down. 
his thoughts are, if they choose to run on first down, we have to limit them two, three-yard gains at the most. Put Brock Purdy in a situation where he's going to be one-dimensional, going to have to throw on second down more likely than not. Kind of dictate the game to the 49er offense by limiting their run game. And I kind of agree with that. Makes perfect sense. And that's what the Rams did in that 2021 NFC Championship game. Oh, there, I did it again. I brought up that game again. Darn it. You look at the first two plays, the 49ers' first two offensive plays, the Rams smothered that run game. They need to do that again. No guarantee the 49ers are going to be running on first down, but when they do, we got to shut it down. The second thing we got to do, and it's related to that, is we need to seal the edge. We have not done that. We haven't done it in the preseason. We didn't do it against Seattle. Not not good enough anyways. And the 49ers are going to push that button a lot. Christian McCaffrey, Depot Samuel, they're going to try to get both those guys on the edge in the run game, little swing passes, whatever. We have to be better at locking that down or it's going to be a long day. Here's some key number three. Can we slow down Brandon Ayuk? We're going to have to a little bit. This guy has just been going off. It's enough to have to handle Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and the tight end Kittle. But maybe we should start with locking down Ayuk. And I don't know how they do that. I don't know who does it. But we have to have to figure out a way of slowing him down if Ayuk who, you know, used to be kind of like an afterthought, their third or fourth guy. Now he might be their number one guy. So let's start with him, shall we? Rams have to figure that out. 129 yards last week behind only Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. And Debo Samuel, just 55 yards receiving last week against the Steelers. So it's going to be about slowing down Ayuk in the passing game. And the fourth thing we need to do, the fearsome fourth key to this game, the Rams have to do better do better in their own running game. You know, everybody says that every game. Oh, we got to run the ball. We got to run the ball. You know, Matthew Stafford can drop back and throw passes all day long behind this offensive line, I think. Uh, but they're going to start bringing heat, a lot of pressure. Um, and you can keep Stafford clean of the time almost against Seattle. Not sure if that's doable against the San Francisco 49ers. So they better do have an improved running attack, just like we need to slow down the uh, 49ers on first down. Maybe Cam Akers needs to be a little more productive. And, hey, maybe play action on first down. I always love it when teams do that. And, you know, it sucks if you you do play action and throw an incompletion. Now you're second and ten. But uh, I still like that call. Rams may have to go to that to open up that run game. Whatever it takes to get this run game going, Kyron Williams, Cam Akers, uh, and this is a tough team to run against. I'm not talking about 100 yards rushing. I'm not talking about five yards per carry. Uh, How about just some uh, uh, three- and four-yard carries, five-yard carries on first down even? Uh, None of this... uh, First down, handoffs to Cam Akers for half a yard. That's not going to cut it in this game. And surprisingly, the Rams' offensive line has been really good and was really good in pass blocking, pretty so-so 
in run blocking against a Seattle team that that was their Achilles heel is run defense. Now you go up against a 49er team. That's their forte. So uh, I'm not sure how successful we can hope the Rams to be, how realistic this ask is, but Rams going to have to figure something out. Just be a little more productive in the run game. So what is my final word and prediction on this game? See, 49ers favored by 7+. plus. Uh, they look rock solid in every aspect. They're coming into SoFi. They're going to have a lot of fans there. The Rams, the clear underdog, and it's going to take a lot for them to pull this off. But it, I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think it's going to be close. Um, I think the Rams are really out to prove something. And, hey, you know, the 49ers are too. They think they are Super Bowl bound and uh, they have eyes on the prize. And what do the Rams have their eyes on? Proven that they are le a legitimate playoff contender. And, you know, I think I mentioned this once before. I kind of think the Rams are playing with house money in this one. If you think about it, they come out of this game one and one. They'll be in pretty good shape, actually. I think they're going to come into this game really loose, freewheeling, not a lot of pressure. The pressure is on the 49ers, really, in this one. Brock Purdy's first game against the Rams. So what's my prediction? I can't pick against my boys. I'm sorry. I'm picking the Rams, and I don't feel real strongly about it. I'm not real confident in my pick, but I'm going to go with my Rams. They're going to pull off the upset 24-23. to Close game. Um, it could come down to an interception. Brock Purdy may, you know, maybe this is the game where he gets a little loose and uh, the Rams pick one off. Kobe Durant, big play in the defensive backfield. Uh, a scoop and score for the Rams. Something like that would, <laughs> that's what it may take for the Rams to win this game. And let's hope that happens. So I'm going with my Rams and hey, the streak continues. The streak continues. I don't know the last time I picked against the Rams, so take it with a grain of salt. I'm a homer. Guilty as charged. You all know that. Don't go to the betting window based on this prediction, but I am taking the Rams in a close one week two over the 49ers. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.